It's Wimbledon, discipline, but yet you find anyone equivalent. Ain't no podcast similar, now you won't find no synonyms. Be produced by Q Smith, sound like it's by Timberland. JBB in charge, EG set the bar. Cool be sipping water tree and Turk gon' lay the law. Jokes may go too far, but that's just who we are. Prolific, so gifted, words that have your soul lifted. So consistent, yet so different. Ain't nobody copy that lane. Carry that torch, heat up the game Ain't nobody got that flame Different, different Man, this intro different Man, this intro ignorant God damn And what's good, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen You know what day it is And you know what time it is It's time for another edition Rendition, reindeer edition of The one and only D1 Ignite University Podcast I am your host with the most eaten, toasty, and ghost And known as the master of the roast Depending on who you ask Jay Brown Coming to you semi-live from multiple undisclosed locations because I can do that. Shut up. That's why. Today I have an interesting show for you because we're going to be pushing P and by P we ain't talking about that other word that you may think I'm talking about. I am a little shorthanded tonight, but that's fine because we have one of our reoccurring guests and we're going to get him that residual check one day, but that day is just not today. It is summertime, so he is at his mortal enemy season. Ladies and gentlemen, the man who is motivated by negativity, hate, and always wants smoke and violence, Captain Scully, what is good? What's good? What's good? And actually, contrary to popular belief, summer is actually my favorite month. I, I enjoy when I can put the Scully away. Just, <laughs> you know, that's, that's just me. But, you know, it's part of the moniker and whatnot. But what's good to all the good people, it's, it's great to be out here. It's great to be back, you know. And like I said, I don't need an alarm clock to wake up. I wake up motivated by hatred. (laughs) That's fine because, you know, sometimes it's all right to be hating ass nigga. So to start off the show, I figured I'd start y'all off with some random facts that your show didn't ask for, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So did y'all know that the rain, the R-E-I-N in reindeer also means deer? So a reindeer is actually called a deer deer. Yes, I, I thought it meant like rain them in, like you know, like nah, rain is just like another, it's from a different language, I think it's a Nordic language, and it just means deer, which so, I find believable. It makes sense. So, Santa drives a deer deer sled, just want to let that sink in for y'all, in case you didn't know, right? And I gotta ask y'all a question that I asked on my show the other night and see where. The viewership is. See, you, you, you choosing violence again. Don't, don't. I just, Go I just got to ask the people. I just got to ask them. So, think about this. If you live in the city of Nashville or in the state of Tennessee in general, and you happen to be a hockey fan, but you're on the registered sex offender list, do you think it's wise to be a fan of the Predators? See, this is why... Ladies and gentlemen, y'all see what I have to put up with every day. You see, like, what, do you, I be, what do you what do you tell your friends? Like, hey, I'm a Predators fan. Oh, I bet. Oh, we know. How do you still have friends after that? Some people just believe you. You know, that's you why know R. What? Kelly didn't go to prison forever. That's why Carl Malone is still free now. You know, I saw a TikTok today that mentioned Carl Malone as the owner of a sorry team. I meant to tag you with it too. Like, man, yeah. Chad Scully have to be your day with this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just 
Yeah, but that's 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 it. I'm gonna wait till later because we got plenty of subjects to be choosing violence on today. Oh yeah, we got plenty of things to choose violence for. So before we go, before we get into the first topic, I want y'all to remember this acronym: Rico, 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 Rocketeering Influence and Concept uh, and Corrupt Organizations. You'll you'll learn what that means a little bit later. But first, we have to start off with the elephant in the room that Captain Scully, for whatever reason, just does not agree with, but is plenty proven and well-deserved that Nikolai Jokic has won his second straight MVP. Now, there are some hating people out there, but I can honestly say, look, I would have been fine either way with where this MVP race went. But currently, since I have beef with Joel Embiid, I'm kind of okay it went to Jokic. But Captain Scully does not see that the same way as I do. Right. Now, before we begin, I just got to tell you, the first place I learned the word Rico was in the Dark Knight. That's the first time I ever learned what it meant and how you charge people with it. But moving on from that, because we'll get back to that later. Anyway. Nikola Jokic, let's talk about him. So my main issue is just the fact that I think Embiid should have won it because for the first time in his career, he played every, or I think damn near every regular season game down the stretch. He, he played like 68. He played like 68 games this year, which I can't take for an 82-game year. Anyone who plays, you know, roughly 70 games, I'll give him that. And yeah, even with that being said, it wasn't like he he missed a crucial stretch of the season. Like last year, he got hurt in like February and missed all of March and like part of April. And it's like, well, you couldn't give it to him last year because he missed way too much time at the point in the season when everybody apparently says it matters the most. So you couldn't give it to him then. This year, he didn't do that. This year, he played in all of the big games, especially down the stretch, whatever. He played about as good, almost better than last year, considering he probably should have won it last year. It's, and it's just funny to me that he's lost it both years to Jokic. Now, with that being said, Jokic, I got an issue with Jokic because I just, he wasn't spectacular. Well, no, he was. He was spectacular. But I feel like team success, to an extent, has to matter somewhere. And if people are going to sit here and tell me I remember a time, I'm young enough to remember that when a certain point guard in Los Angeles averaged a triple-double for an entire season, back-to-back years, and people were arguing how much they were empty stats and that it didn't matter, and then there was the argument that, I mean, his team was a sixth or seventh seed or whatever, pretty much all the same stuff that Jokic has done, whereas with Jokic, we're pulling out every analytical statistic in the book like all the plus minus and the per and and, you know all that stuff that to try to justify why it's not the same thing with him and i just am like i don't know they they both pretty much do the same thing like they haven't made their teams better as a result of it and neither one of them really took a deep run in the playoffs i mean granted they both did win mvp doing it so i guess there is that argument to make but I just don't get why one is just so spectacular and the other one is just like dragged through the dirt even years later after it's already been over. Well, let me let me break it down for you why it's so different. For one, it's not like Russ didn't win an MVP doing that style of playing basketball. And 
Yeah, you can say, well, they both had about the same amount of success. You're right. But the difference is that was the best that Russ could do with that OKC team. This Denver team is a lot better than what they showed in the playoffs, but it was the fact that their second and their third best player were out for a good chunk of the season. Now, that's not Jokic's fault, but when you're out there trying to carry and lead a team to success in the West with your fourth, fifth, and sixth best guy, respectively, how how is that supposed how is that supposed to carry over? What do you want him to do? And with that, I will also say that the West is considerably weaker now than it was when Westbrook was in OKC. You are not wrong, but the difference is like Joel the East is much stronger now. Yeah, Joel Embiid was still playing with his supporting cast, which did include James Harden. Now, say what you want about James Harden at this point of his career, because I I agree. I think we all pretty much agree he has lost a step. But would you rather have James Harden at, at his point in his career or the, or the third, fourth, and fifth best guys on the Nuggets? I mean, I guess I'd rather have James Harden at this point. And you, st- um, and you still have Tobias Harris, who is a solid player. And even though we had a slight argument before, I believe he's <laughs> out. I believe that's, a whole, conversation. Yeah, that's, that's a, whole a whole other conversation. Austin Rivers. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But he's balling right now in the playoffs. Yeah, I was about to say, it, finally, it only took him four years. Hey, that's <laughs> you know, we're not talking about that. We're talking about right now. Right it's, you now. know, but I'm just, I'm just saying, Tobias Harris is a conversation for a whole – that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah. I ain't even going to yeah. open on this. And we, also, and we yeah. also not going to act like Jokic is on the same level athletically as your drunk uncle. Like, he will tell you, I don't run very fast, and I don't jump very high. He's seven yeah, foot and, str- and struggles to dunk. I ain't never met no one like that. Well, most seven footers struggle to jump. Like, the NBA is the exception to the rules. Um, seven footers generally have a lot of knee and leg. They move around hard. But Jokic runs kind of like the big kid at recess that clearly isn't athletic, but they can just play ball. Yes. Yeah, and, like that's that's what I imagine seeing him when he plays. Yes, and Embiid is not the White Howard um, or Young Shaq by any stretch of the imagination, but he's still a solid athlete. He has great footwork. He he be moving out there. He plays good, decent help defense. So the fact that Jokic basically matches him stat for stat, Embiid uh, scored a little bit more than him, which is fine. But the fact that he does all that and does not have the ability to jump over a shell-toed Adidas, that, that, that says something. How to be that effective and that unathletic, that and my other thing is, points. I mean, I guess all that makes sense. But my other – and then the, the other part of this MVP discussion is you look at – there's only 13 players that have ever done it. You know, you have – LeBron James, he means. Yeah, that have won back. 13 people ever have won back-to-back MVPs counting Jokic now. You got LeBron James, Stephen Curry, Moses Malone, not the pedophile, Carl Malone. Um, Steve Nash. Steve Nash. I think Tim Duncan. Tim Dun- Timmy D, yeah, I think. I'm yeah. pretty sure Jordan. Jordan, Shaq. Giannis. Yes, Giannis, most, most recently. 
most recently, and I'm trying to think. I I, I think that's at least like nine or ten. But 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 you look at those all of those names. Am I really gonna put Jokic up there with them in terms of his just all around resume as a player? Like, I mean, am I really gonna put Jokic on that level of a, of a, like is he a superstar to me in the same way that they are? I just don't know if I would say yes. Like, I don't know yeah. if, if, if I had to pick any of them above Jokic, I probably would. Look, man, I'm going to have to start calling you Flick because you are bugging. I got to call you Flick because you bugging. For y'all who don't get that reference, you're too young to be listening to my show. But the point right. of it is, Jokic definitely belongs on the list of top-tier big men. Look, his resume is literally the same as Giannis minus the ring and the defensive players of the year because he ain't never going to win that. But when you look at his stats, when you look at his level of dominance, the amount of winning, even though that is not currently his fault, he's your favorite person, but he only went to two NBA finals and lost them both. Who are we talking about? Carl Malone. No, he didn't. He's not the one that won it. Moses Malone did. No, but I'm just pointing out, even though Carl Malone is a dick of a person, hell of a ball player. Yeah, he's a hell of a ball player. No ball player. We, we agree. He's a dick of a human being and a piece of shit, but that's not the point here. The point I'm making is his resume is roughly the same as Carl Malone at this point, and he will continue to score more points throughout his career. Um, Carl Malone is number three all time in scoring. So Exactly, but the way Jokic <laughs> plays... And especially in this in this era where we not exactly focusing that hard on defense. Actually, is it because I think Kobe's ahead of him, but and LeBron passed him this season. Yeah, but is it out of the question to think that if Jokic continues on this path, he won't be top fifteen, top twenty scorer of all time? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's what, not it's, like well, no, 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 no. I, I, the only reason I'll say no. It's because of the era he's playing in. It is so many people like where you consider like I feel like James Harden, Kevin Durant, you know, Steph Curry. I mean, there's so many people that will in terms of scoring, scoring is at a level that we haven't seen in a while. I think a lot of them might get ahead of him. So I don't know if he'll make it to top 15. I mean, but Jokic also, they all those guys you name except for Embiid have at least six years on Jokic. So there will be a point in time where those guys are not playing and he still is. So I don't know. Yes, Y'all true. let me know how you feel. The The series between Golden State and Memphis is a lot more interesting than I think most of us wanted to uh, to give them credit for in the beginning. There's some real black force energy going on by, this, by the fellow light-skinned dude shooting in a corner. But this segment ain't about them. It is right. about the grit and grinds Fearless leader, John Morant, has gone down with a bone bruise in his knee and will most likely miss the rest of the playoffs. We don't have much time left, but Captain Scully, what does that mean for the Grizzlies? Well, what it means for the Grizzlies is that he will be out the rest of the playoffs because they are going to lose their last game. And it's unlikely that he plays in that one. So by effect, this is the last we've seen of John Morant, in my opinion. I just don't see, yeah, like, I know people talk about, oh, they went 20-5 and five in the regular season without him, but it's just a little bit of a different ball game in the playoffs when you can game plan a little bit more. And you're going up against a team that has been to the top of the mountain and is trying to get back up there, you know, and Memphis just isn't ready yet. They're not there yet. 
to be like they're they're not on a level of like Phoenix or Milwaukee where you could lose John Morant and still keep yourself afloat. You know, they're just not they're not I don't think they're mentally tough enough to do that yet. But they will get there. I think they're well on their way. I mean, considering how quickly this rebuild has happened, you know, like they were Jaws first year, I don't even think they made the playoffs. His second year they were like an eighth seed after getting in the play in. And then this year they go all the way up to a two seed. Like this rebuild is well ahead of schedule. They just got to figure out who that second piece is going to be. Like, I think they want it to be Jaron Jackson, but we got to be sure if it's him, we got to be sure what we know about Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain. And you probably got to add one more seasoned veteran that's been there before and done that, which will be hard to do because Memphis is not exactly like the most glamorous free agent destination which I don't know why it wouldn't be because Memphis as a city just seems to be like a really cool place. But yeah, that's, that's, that's basically what they got to figure out going into this off season because the off season will be here as of Thursday night. Not to mention Memphis is named after ancient Egyptian city. I bet y'all ain't know that. I, I bet sure y'all ain't know that. They're in the hell that's, not. That's why they got that big ass pyramid in the middle of the city. I, I pretty much agree with everything you said. Memphis ain't ready. They're dealing with an experienced Warriors team who will most likely have Steve Kerr, their coach, back. And look, when it comes to elimination games against non-elite talent, yes, the Grizzlies are a good talent. They're not elite talent. I'm going to put my faith in them two light-skinned dudes. Uh, I'm, there's just – it takes any elite talent. It, it's just going to take an elite talent for me to go against them. And, hey, that's how the cookie crumbles. Hey, things happen. This is playoff, baby. Anybody can be anybody one time, but the Grizzlies got to do it twice. So with yeah. that being said, it's time. Damn, 3-1, I thought it was 2-1. No, don't listen to me. That's not, that's not the point here. We're on to our next subject of where I told you my man Scully here is motivated by hate. He wants violence. He wants smoke. And this is where one of the segments where he can come out and say it. Because we're going to talk about artists despise. What 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 are what are some artists in the musical realm that you really just don't like? All righty. Ironically enough, because his his name has been in the news lately, I'm not a Young Thug fan. I haven't been since maybe 2016. That was like the last year I really cared to listen to him. After that, I just tuned out. You know, like early Thug in them early days when when he was the only one doing that style and it wasn't oversaturated i rock with him you know now everybody and their mama want to do it all the atlanta rappers do it most of them aren't as good as he was and yeah he put all that together and i just i'm not a thug fan anymore you know i'm not I'm, i just can't but you know just can do without him, can do without Gunna, can do without Baby, can do without Future. Pretty much the whole city of Atlanta, really. <laughs> Outside well, of the originals. Well, damn. Well, the, the young I, niggas, at least. Not 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 the old heads, like Gucci and Thug, 2 Chains. I, I like all of them. But. I'm, I'm actually with you on that to a degree. I'm not going to say I despise Young Thug because I don't like him enough. I don't despise him enough to yeah, get him that much. I, I, I dislike the because you know what I'm tired of y'all capping 
Y'all gonna stop lying. Like y'all understand majority of what this man says. Stop it. You, we, we know you don't understand that much. Remember when Lifestyle came out and it took Rap Genius uh, like two weeks to figure out what he was saying? Stop it. Y'all didn't, y'all don't understand him. Y'all like his beats. And that's cool. That's great. But that's the producer. That's Metro. That's Mike Will. You you give them their props, not Thugger. But hey, my my part of this segment is not about Thugger. It's about the guy I've despised for many years. It's about a guy I've despised so long, I hated him when it wasn't cool to hate him. Captain Scully, you know who I'm talking about? No. It is it is that short gremlin man who put oh. a bullet who put a bullet yeah. in the foot of our Houston hottie, of our Texas baddie, and you don't mess yeah. with Texas. It is Tory Lanez. And let me let me explain to y'all. A few of y'all have heard this story before. Let me explain to y'all why I don't like Tory Lanez. It has nothing to do with the Meg thing. Yes, I, I, it is bad. It is horrible that he shot her. Now, do I think he did it on purpose? No, I think he was just being a dumb nigga and waving his gun around and it went off. Bam. I think that's what happened. It doesn't excuse it, but there's a there's a little bit of intent that goes along with that. But we're not here to talk about that. So back in the day, back in the day, it may have been might have been 2015 or so. Me and my homie Eric, y'all know Eric, he he be on the show sometimes. He's been fired multiple times and replaced by Cactus. We went to a Mac Miller concert. And this was around the time that Tory Lanez was starting to blow up, you know, with Save. And he was opening up for Mac Miller. And in case y'all don't know, Tory Lanez is a wild boy. Well, from quarantine radio, y'all should have learned that. But uh, he's a wild boy. So he liked the crowd surf. I'm like, all right, this is cool. So when he got around me, I don't know what happened. I don't know if the people around me made this decision or he told them whatever. But his ass drops and hit me in the forehead. His ass hit me in the forehead. Man, I don't know about y'all. Was he pop locking and dropping it in your face? Is this what you tell me? Or he just randomly threw his well, ass? Oh no. I don't know if he was throwing that thing in a circle towards me. And I don't know if I was a square peg in a round hole, but I did not appreciate it. Well, so, technically you were, because you know why. Whose side are you on? Sorry, yeah, my fault. Yeah. So what had happened was after that, I tried to take one of his knees. I was like, nah, you're not gonna hit me in the forehead with your ass. I think you're gonna walk away like nothing happened. And he got he, he he got escorted away like ain't nothing happened. I was like, all right, that's a bet. I'ma hold this grudge for the rest of my life. But we're not done. So afterwards, my cousin hits me up and say, Hey, you want to go to the Tory Lanes after party? It's at this club. It's like five minutes from the venue. And I'm like, bet. Mind you, I'm 20 at this time. So I'm technically not even old enough to get in the club. But you know. Doing my triple D thing, you know, I roll up and I see my cousin and the security guards and I dap him up. And the first thing he says is, boy, you look more and more like your daddy every day. I'm like, bro, how do you know me? And I, I we get in the club and I talk to my cousin. It's like, who is that? It's like, bro, that's just Remy. Like, oh, Remy got swole. When that happened? Remy used to play high school football with my cousin and I've known him forever and then my cousin informed me that this club we were at was owned by alumni of our high school so I'm like so you telling me I got back up here because you know I was plotting I was gonna whoop Tory Lane's ass yeah I was like I was just thinking look 
this is my turf. We in Dallas. I got goons, and I know he ain't got more goons than I got goons. So I'm like, nah, it's going to be me and you one-on-one, Tori. He never showed up. He never showed up. He didn't show up to his own after party. I was like, damn. So now, so now, Tory Lanez, let me catch you in the street. I'm going to slap the shit out of you. That's for me, and I'm going to do it again for Meg. Because, Meg, come holler at a boy. You know, stop dealing with these New York niggas. You need a nice Southern gentleman to, you know, do something. That knows how to carry a guy. And that can pick you up. You know, we talking about picking up the thick girls. You know, I ain't never had a problem doing that. In case y'all didn't know. But we're not here to talk about that. Because we're moving on to some other things, to some other more interesting rappers. So, remember when we were talking about Rico a few minutes ago? Mm-hmm. And not and to be know, confused with the little gremlin from Hannah Montana. That was the first time I heard Rico, not going to lie to you. We are talking about racketeering influenced by and corrupt organizations. Captain Scully, would you like to give a small synopsis of what that actually means? Yes. So, like I said, the very first time I learned what Rico was was from The Dark Knight when they wanted to charge Mr. Lau so that they could find out, you know, all that money when he got extradited to Hong Kong and then Batman brought him back. And they charged him with Rico, or they wanted to charge him with Rico to get him to talk. That being said, Rico is a law that was used, it was created to target the mafia. And then basically long story short now they use it to target large gangs and gang related activities and sometimes in in situations of like racketeering and you know drug cartels like they use it for drug cartels in particular like you know so these these types of things pretty much if you get hit with rico you got an informant in your circle and he been telling everything he been <laughs> snitching they just been waiting for the right moment to get your ass <laughs> but so. the thing with Rico apparently is that in the state of Georgia in particular because their Rico laws are a little bit different than the federal levels you can be charged just for knowing niggas just for knowing that's, that's apparently how Gunna got caught because he was he was charged for being in a video wearing a YSL chain. And, and look, he ain't even really do for, for all you for all you black people out there, or anyone who's from a predominantly black area, that means yo 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 dude, your homie or your acquaintance that you know be moving stuff that you just you know you see him at the, at the grocery store, you dap him up, or you see him at the park, you know you'll sit and chit chat for a little bit. Watch yourself. Watch when you when you when you was doing the videos talking about not big brother pulled up on me with it, you know, showing him with with the big wads of cash and putting them in his pocket because they try to get four PL too with little baby. Apparently, try they try to get him. So James Harden better watch out. Oh yeah, <laughs> but you know, but you, but you know, if if something happened to little baby, James Harden gonna be front row in court. He ain't gonna let his dude go down like that. Right, they gonna lose game six. To Miami, and instead of the strip club, he's gonna be right down there in Fulton County, <laughs> or wherever at the, cor- at the courthouse. <laughs> right for, y- for y'all who don't know, Young Thug and Gunna have been charged for basically being in a gang or being affiliated with a gang or saying what's up to somebody in a gang. We do not know the details at the moment, but we do know that Jack Harlow is not involved. <laughs> right, right. The white man is 
<laughs> but the other the other thing with that is apparently YSL, which is I think I believe it's Young Thug's label, Young Stoner Life, I believe is what it is. Most yes, of the that, niggas in YSL aren't even rappers. These is killers, hood niggas, the hoodest of niggas. I'm talking like, bro, most of these niggas don't rap. They just in the circle, you know, like it, it just, and apparently they are responsible for as many as 50 murders since 2015. And bro, these I don't niggas know about are you. devious. I don't know about you, but like, bro, if you had a circle with, with people who done caught 50 bodies collectively, Odds are you have participated, or, or at you least have set been something up, orchestrated, or, or have been a compliance. You have been part of something, which gives me to show, hey man, you might want to just go ahead and flee to Mexico. You might want to just go to Cuba because there's no good that's going to come out of this. Like zero good is about to come out of this. Mexico ain't gonna do you no good because you can get extradited. <laughs> Mexican <laughs> authorities work with Mexican authorities work with the U.S. That's why if they El like if, drug if they cartels, care enough. No, but when it's stuff like drug cartels and shit like that, they will extradite leaders to the U.S. because they know them local courts ain't gonna do nothing because most of them people are in their pockets. Like, yes, you they know, can, they can definitely be like bought. You, speaking of, you heard of you heard in Colombia a whole city is apparently under occupation because one of the cartels' leaders was extradited to the U.S. and they put a whole town under lockdown as a result of it. And I'm it's, just that's like, a, that's that sounds much. like an old Western movie. It, it's due. And that's what I'm saying. But here's what I'm saying, you know, about this young thug shit, bro. Hard head make for soft beds in terms of the people that it's like, bro, the, all these niggas nowadays in rap, you, a lot of these niggas, like it used to be rappers wanted to be hood niggas. Now it's like, no, hood niggas want to be rappers. All these dudes that they bringing in from the streets and a lot of them just happen to do rapping on the side <laughs> it ain't their primary thing like like king von that man had bodies in his trunk bro like that man was a terrorist he was a war criminal like <laughs> it was like bro this this shit is ridiculous but i i say all that to say you know it's a thing in rap where like oh you know you're 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 admired because like you put all your people on and you don't forget where you can where you came from. You niggas gotta start some forgetting people, where you came from. Some people need to be, start forgetting. Some yeah. people need to be forgotten. Switch up. <laughs> you know, so, change up some, niggas, bro. Like, some people need to go. Some people don't sell out. Like, bro, forget where you came from. Some of y'all niggas bro. need to forget. Some of y'all need to dip. That don't need to it, it just it's 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 ridiculous, bro. Half the damn scene in rap. Is in jail now. Look at the whole an entire generation we losing either to the streets or to prison. Like, bro, you get King Von, you get Young Dolph was gunned down. You got uh what's his uh Pooh in jail now. Um Young Thug and Young Gun and uh Gunner. Like that's a whole generation and well a mixture of two generations of like rappers. And you know, granted, I don't like most of them, it still is disappointing to see. And dudes that are like in their twenties, throwing their whole lives away, and they don't and, even really, really care for it. And through all this, how is the baby still not in jail when he broke <laughs> somebody ass on Twitter? He shot and killed weeks. a nigga in Walmart on every, tape. Every few weeks, he whooping somebody ass in the wall on Twitter in Walmart in a mall. How was he not in jail? 
And now, apparently, even the nigga he killed in Walmart, they said it was initially the reason he didn't get locked up is because it was self-defense. And, you know, North Carolina gun laws are so lax that you can say self-defense and they'll take your word for it. You know, but now, now, his video coming out saying there's a chance he may have instigated the fight and killed the nigga. And he's still walking around. How are we not, like, (laughs) what is going on? Beating niggas' asses every week. You know what? He he can't switch his flow and he can't switch his behavior. But that ain't got nothing to do with me. Since right. we have to, we got to move on to something else. For running back and Heisman hopeful, Bijan Robinson just inked a Lambo deal worth about $3 million. Now, the NIL has been subject to controversy since its inception, I believe, two seasons ago. And it is literally the wild, wild west out here for these NIL deals. These kids are racking up. Uh, sponsorship deals left and right it seems especially on the football field but I come to ask you do you think it should be regulated and how do you think it should be regulated all right so for those who are not aware NIL stands for name image and likeness and has actually only been around for about a year and a half from what I remember basically the NCAA up until 2021-ish um, you couldn't make money off of your own name, image, and likeness, essentially. <laughs> like, you know, like, you signed away your right to do that. Like, even coming, even if you were an aspiring, like, if you were in high school getting ready to come in, you couldn't make money before you got to high school, which still in Texas is the law still, which is why Quinn Ewers went to Ohio State um, initially. But now the Supreme Court ruled that the NCAA violated antitrust laws and that opened the floodgates for what we have now. And I do, to an extent, think it should be regulated, but this is all on the NCAA. This is this, the, 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 the wild, wild west, the, the mess that we have now is entirely on the NCAA because you, every dictatorship in history that we ever learn about knows that at some point they are going to come crashing down. They know that their end is going to be, it may not come overnight, but when it does come, it will be swift and painful and you'll probably die in the process. And so more times than not, you secretly make negotiations with whatever opposition party, like you'll make secret negotiations to kind of set things up for when you do step down or, or when you do get overthrown. And if you don't, you get your 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 country, your nation, or whatever you whatever you're ruling over gets thrown into chaos. That is where we're at with the NCAA. These niggas knew that at some point we were gonna have to start letting athletes take make some money. But instead of doing those secret negotiations, they did nothing. They stood by and watched their empire come to the ground with no real backup plan or no real type of like consolation plan in place in the event that it did happen. And now that's where we get where we get now, which is even the rules that are in place, you really can't enforce them because you're going to end up in court, (laughs) you know? And now to make things worse, you know, Mark Emmerich, the devil himself, um, he steps down. And so the NCAA really doesn't even really have a president right now. (laughs) You know, they're just a governing body without a head, you know? So it's like, it's a mess. But I do think, to say all that, I do think it should be 
slightly regulated because it is getting a little out of control. I just feel like, like, I think there, there is no right or wrong answer. Like, like some people are like, Oh, like nobody's feeling sorry for coaches like Dabo Sweeney who are complaining about how it's going to make these, these big, whatever, like, Oh, you're, you're taking away education. Like we, like college football was ever about education. (laughs) Like, you, niggas at Clemson can't even read. I, 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 I guarantee you. Like, Dabo, your school is in South Carolina. Y'all are like bottom 10 in education. Stop that. You know you have dudes on your team who read at a fifth grade level, but they can read a defense like Peyton Man. Right. Eating grits with their hands and shit, bro. Like, let's not play. But with that being said, I mean, like, NIL's original intent was that you could – make money based off of like company advertisements now it's getting to the point where boosters are just flat out like yo come, i'm gonna pay you a million dollars just to come to usc not even to advertise any products i'm gonna just pay you to come to usc that's what we saw this past week with jordan addison shout out to the dmv um where usc effectively even before he even entered the transfer portal was trying to convince him to enter it so that he could come to USC. Apparently they were offering him a house, a house, a car, $3 million. I'm like, boy, please, bro. If you telling me at 19, 20, 21 years old, that you're going to give me a house, $8 million and a car to come live in Southern California, nigga, I'm gone. No, you will let peace. I don't care if I never see the field. I don't care if I never see see the field here. Like you, you are, you are a hundred percent right. And I only have one gripe on how NIL should be regulated. And I don't even think this is hard to do. This is all I would ask. The only thing I care about NIL is I do not think it's right to be using money to draw guys away from <clears throat> to draw guys away from a school that they're already signed at, that they already attend, that they already play for. I would say they cannot be approached from outside sources, from other squads or other teams until they officially enter the transfer portal and that effectively is already the rule that's the thing like there are effectively the rules that are in place like you you can't technically talk to boosters still even with nil and you can't um talk to us you can't talk to a athlete if they're not in the transfer portal but see i but those I rules are in place, and it's still hard to enforce that because you can never really determine when somebody began contact, you know? And there is a thin line between recruiting and endorsing, I guess you could say. Like, I was listening to a podcast today about the whole breakdown of it. Like, there are loopholes even around the current rules in place. Yeah, but other than that, the NCAA, shut up. Just don't involve you. Right. If you have a problem with college athletes getting paid, you a whole bitch. Because all that is telling me is you're okay with adults profiting off kids for free labor. That's all you're telling me. Thank you, Which for 50, 60 years, that is what you were telling us. That's exactly what you were telling us. And not even <laughs> trying to deny it. Oh, like it's, about flat edu- it's about education. No, it's not. This is a multi-million, I think almost billion-dollar business. Oh, no, it's billion. It's billion. It's multi-billion. Billion Billion dollar education. Now, for some schools, yes, there's no getting around those academic standards. Stanford, you, you, they don't let dummies go to Stanford. They're not going to get away. They're not going to let that uh, education standard go. Notre Dame, cool. You know all the Ivy, (laughs) like you know, all, all the Ivy leagues. Duke, they're not letting that slide. 
but we all know the bigger schools that don't have the best academic, you know, uh, recognition or reputation. Bama, come on. Uh, Bama ain't exactly known as the smartest school. Ole LSU, Miss, this, this, nigga, this nigga Ben Simmons had a below a 2.0 average to the point that he couldn't play in games at LSU. <laughs> LSU ain't never cared about education. That LSU stand for Line of Scrimmage University. Of course. Now, USC, USC, it depends on if the team is doing good. If the team is doing bad, I'm like, y'all niggas gonna go to class. Because USC is a decent higher education institute. Like, they have yeah, USC education. is up there with Stanford. Yeah. But we like, come on, we ain't dumb. We, we don't have for y'all not the smartest. It ain't never been about that. It's been about business and profiting off their right. business. I remember Justin Fields said explicitly that during his last year at Ohio State, he said he doesn't even go to campus. He didn't live on campus. The only time he ever showed up to campus was, was facility. football and go straight to the facility. He wasn't on campus. He didn't really get a lot of interaction with students. So you're not going to sit here and tell me a quote unquote student athlete ain't even interacting with students. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I'm not going to do it with that. He wasn't even doing a project with Lil Susie and, you know, his, his science credit, whatever he had, in his capstone class, whatever he right. had to do. And I don't know any, I don't know any curriculum that is entirely online. A whole curriculum? A mean, whole curriculum. Un no. Unless you go into, you know, uh, and he ICD. wasn't in grad school, so. <laughs> unless he goes to ICDC college. Right. right. Small tidbit. So. Small tidbit. <laughs> to let y'all know the kind of asshole that my dad is, you know, before we get to Father's Day. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was a senior in high school, my dad texted me and said, I got a call from a coach about you today. No, I was all excited. Who, what, when, what school? He said, ICDC College. They want you and Lil Romeo starting in the backcourt. I was like, all right, nigga. You, 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 ain't have to, you ain't have to do all that. That was not necessary today. Just for that, you better ask your other kids for gifts. Facts. <laughs> you're going to have to ask your brother. She ain't getting nothing for me yet. Go ask ICDC because apparently they was talking. You know? Hold on. Hold on. So, I, got, I got another question. I got another question. It's, it's almost as bad. So, is it okay to get my dad two bags of cotton balls for Father's Day? We are not niggas. We do not pick cotton anymore. We don't do but, that. We have left the cotton fields. But his nickname is Cotton. Okay, we might be niggas, all right? We might <laughs> be niggas. We don't pick cotton anymore, though. His nickname is Cotton because the basketball <laughs> net used to be made out of cotton. I was out niggered, and I will never be out niggered again. You was out. And to let you know, you was out niggered by someone named Jamal. <laughs> From Texas. Like, he was just... From Texas. Like, it, like, does it, it does get you. Does it. I was out niggered. <laughs> like, no. But to, 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 to the point, though, to, real quick, about NIL... Really, the only real solution I can see in this, and this isn't really going to help anything because half the schools can't afford to do this, the universities themselves got to start paying players directly. The same way you would pay any other state employee. <laughs> you know, like, but it's not, but that, the, that is 
the solution, but it's not one that is sustainable because half of these universities can't afford to do it. Flat out, period. Well, most specifically Big Ten and SEC. Those two school uh, conferences definitely got the money. Yeah, and some some other schools sprinkled in there. Like across the Big 12, I highly doubt Kansas could do it. I highly doubt Iowa State could do it. But we know Texas no, you can. Texas definitely could. Texas better not come out here and say we can't afford it, bitch. Shut up. I'm like, I'm, I'm every Texas fan be like, shut the fuck up. We like, have all the money the in the world here, right? <laughs> I would just say, look, we we have to set a precedent, and you know what? We can let each individual school choose what is their what is their minimum to pay players just based on the school size and revenue and all a bunch of other things, and then every athlete gets a gets that minimal amount of pay. I don't, and the thing is, when it came to athletes getting paid, we never said we want to make a millionaires or nothing. I think every college athlete, if they were given $500 every two weeks or $500 every week, however you want to put it, I believe most of them would be pretty damn happy because all this came from, it's not, we can't afford jewelry or expensive cars. It's like, bro, if I want to take Shardy out on a date on our bye week, I can't afford that. Well, some of them is more than that. Like, that's why I'm not, I don't think we should regulate how much money they can make because for a lot of the, the predominant, like you you know how you want Texas to recruit kids that don't have daddies and stuff. Well, some of these other schools actually do that. (laughs) So, so like you coming from single parent households with multiple siblings, you know, your your mom's lights is probably going to get cut off if you don't send her some money soon. Or you probably slept around and got somebody pregnant. And now you got to pay for diapers. Like you, these things you got to pay for too. And then of course, you know, shorty on the date and stuff too. But mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's a lot of situations out here. And I'm not that, saying regulate the amount they can make. I'm saying regulate the amount that the school gives them just flat yeah. out. And then anything outside for NIL purposes, hey, that's on you and your name and your character. Right. But I'm if just, you, I just, Think about there's so many athletes like the Reggie Bushes and Fab Five and in your Cam Newtons, Cam Newtons of the world that Johnny Manziel, <laughs> like the, the money that they could have made in the NIL era would have been ridiculous. And then even to I, a lesser extent, the only thing now if if schools themselves start paying, that's where I feel like some, like. HBCUs in particular would be in trouble because I'm like, I know for a fact there are a handful of HBCUs that even with all the money they get, you're not going to tell me they can afford to pay the entire football team. Now, for HBCUs... Because it ain't just going to be a handful of kids. It'll be the entire team. Now, we'd have to have an NCAA clause for the HBCUs. But that's something we can get into the next episode because we have our final segment today of FaceTime, which means... I may or may not regret this decision, but I'm going to do it anyway because, hey, we live on the edge on this ignorant world and ignorant lands here in ignorant county. So, Dev, I'm going to give you 90 seconds. Say what you got to say, however you got to say it to whoever you got to say it to. Are you ready? Yes, sir. And go. I just want to shout out my baby girl for graduating. You know, she, uh, the Empress Scully has her degree now. Uh, you know, so shout out to her for doing that. Also, Jack Harlow Leprechaun ass. That album was terrible. That was a terrible album. 
It was and, not. But continue. And, <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, Carl Malone's still a piece of shit. There we go. I mean, you got sixty more seconds. You want to go? And also, you know, I, I just, I just gotta say, man, like Memphis is well on the way, but they ain't there yet. Philly is gonna let us down, like we always know they will. They already lost tonight, so now they're down three two. Um, and Milwaukee needs to figure some things out. They need to get back to what made them great. And. With all of that being said, if Phoenix does not win a championship this year in the NBA, I don't know if they ever will. Yeah, that's close enough to 90 seconds. It's like 84. But I agree with you through most of those things, except Jack Harlow's album was good. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. So, Captain Scully, put 90 seconds on the clock. All right. Go. Cue my music. So here's what's going to happen. Why is a PS5 harder to get than Willy Wonka's golden ticket? I'm tired of this. It's been two years, Sony. By the time I get the PS5, it's going to be time for the PS6. I'm tired. I want to play games. You just announced a new Batman game. I'm like, cool. I get to play as Nightwing. And then three hours later, I get an alert from IMG or whatever the video game catalog that says rollouts on the PS4 and uh, PlayStation, PS4 and Xbox One have been canceled. How? Why? We can't get them. Get your shit together. Number two, Chloe Bailey, why are you ignoring my DMs? I just wanna talk. I just wanna treat you better than a man who's involved with Rico. I'm just trying to treat you better. I'm just, I'm not gonna go to jail on you. Uh, This is what we gonna do, you know what? We can leave that Disney behind, you know, you can sing, you can twerk all night. I'm gonna be there, I'm hyping up your sister. We can all just be one big happy family. Answer my DMs, come on. And for the most important part of my entire rant, I don't know how much time I has passed or how much time I got left, but it don't matter. 10 seconds I'm gonna say what's absolutely necessary. Pineapples belong on pizza. Stop capping. Stop lying. I never met anyone who didn't like it until Twitter told them not to. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. We love See, that. That's, that's just how we do things. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everybody for listening and tuning in to the one and only D1 Ignite University podcast. We look forward to coming to you semi-live whenever the hell I feel like it at this point. Captain Scully, any final thoughts to the people? Giannis Antetokounmpo is getting that movie that we all thought he was going to get. Because we all have always said, it's always been said that his his coming up story was like a Disney movie. And now Disney heard y'all and said, all right, bet. And took that personally. And now he's got a movie coming out exclusively on streaming. The only thing I'm going to say is we know how Disney is. I hope that they don't clean it up and make it kid friendly because his story is furthest thing from kid friendly. Oh, and the yeah, commercials that. I saw were a little bit concerning. But hey, look, at the risk of losing my job, I'm not going to say nothing else. <laughs> we, it better be like winning time and not like Magic's documentary. So, like I love to say at the end of every episode, keep learning, keep living, keep loving. Let's go heat white hot that heat wave coming through. And we out. <laughs> the university.